social ladies. All the 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 social ladies. Now put your phones up. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Because if you're social, then you really should be tweeting less. If you're social, then you really could be leading less. You can't let what people say it's so mysterious. Because you're social, you're a leader and you're serious. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of All the Social Ladies. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media. And on today's show, we are speaking with Amanda Brooks, who is the Marketing and Communications Manager for USA Track and Field. Amanda has done incredible things for USA Track and Field. She's increased their follower growth over 200% across all platforms, and she's done some really amazing things. I met her over at Social Fresh, and she is just Awesome. So I can't wait for you to listen and learn from her, and I just can't wait to chat. So welcome today, Amanda. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Carrie. I'm happy to be here. I'm really happy to have you. So tell me about how you got to where you are today. Tell me the story of your career. So I kind of have like a a wayward story, but um, I was a college athlete. I played volleyball, and I knew that sports was a passion of mine, but I didn't really have direction yet. Okay. And so after college, I went to grad school at Vanderbilt University in Nashville. Love Vanderbilt. And uh, it's in Nashville's the best. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> so, the people I know who went there, like, just love it so much. Yes. It's the best. So um went to Vandy and started working in athletics communications. So basically, if you ever go onto an athletic team's website, the stories, the content, everything, that's those are all written and done by people called sports information directors. And so that's what I used to do. So it's everything from social media to writing recaps, to working with TV commentators. So all the stats you see on the screen, that comes from people that did what I used to do. That sounds so, like an amazing um, got, first job. That sounds amazing. Oh, it was amazing. It was the best. And I did that for six years. So I did it for two years at Vanderbilt and then four years at the University of Florida. And I just left there in November. Um, And while I was at Florida, I got really into social media and fan engagement and how do we get people to feel like they're at the game, even if they're across the world. And so that's kind of where my passion took off. And I had a really great mentor at Florida. His name is Fred Demarest. And he taught me a lot about just being innovative and creative and kind of just sparked that for me. And so uh, in November, I started at USA Track and Field. And now I get to live that dream and get to, uh, you know, use social media all the time, which is so fun. Um, And so one of my main goals really is just to – you know, make people feel like they're on the metal stand with us and, you know, kind of give them a behind-the-scenes look at, you know, what does it take to be an Olympian? What does it take to be on Team USA and how much fun we have because we have a blast. So that's, that's a little a little background into me, but it's a lot of writing. It's a lot more than just social. It's a lot of writing. Um, I work with our sponsors to make sure that um, we're doing our best to be a good partner and uh, promote our partnership on social and other ways. And uh, and then I'm also one of our spokespeople. So when we compete around the world, I get to uh, go with them, which is really fun. So Okay. Well, we're definitely going to need to talk all about that 
for sure. <laughs> so I have lo- okay, I have lots of questions already from your just your story. I have many, many questions. So first of all, when you got into social and really using it um, at in when you were in Florida, at the univer- it's University of Florida. Is that what you said? Yes. Yes. Go Gators. Go Gators. Gators. (laughs) Um, So when you were at the University of Florida and you started using social to make everyone feel like they were at the game, were you a heavy social user yourself personally? Was that something that was organic to you or was it an opportunity that you simply saw for Florida? Like, was that something that you were very into personally? I would say that I was into it personally, but I'm very much about not – I don't put like my – personal life out there very mm-hmm. much, mm-hmm. but I always want to make sure when I'm using social that it has a purpose. So I saw this really great quote once that said, if you're tweeting something that sounds like you would say it to an octogenarian, don't tweet it. Ooh. So if you sound like you're saying something that you would say to somebody who's in their 80s, don't tweet it. And so I kind of took that, like, that's kind of one of my mantras is, like, you got to be interesting and exciting. And um, at least at the University of Florida, the Gator Nation is everywhere. I've seen Gator fans in Poland. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. And um, and so I just want to make people feel like they were there. And there wasn't a huge social presence um, in collegiate athletics other than football when I started. And so I really just wanted to find those niche fans for volleyball and track, which were the two sports I worked with. Um, and just really kind of tap into that. And uh, it was it was just so fun. And I got our players into it. And we would just take them behind the scenes of our trips and matches and take you into the locker room and just trying to be innovative because not only does that help our fan base, but it helps recruiting too, which is huge for college athletics. One of the other pieces that you mentioned uh, when you were telling the story, which I loved, uh, was your mentor. You even gave him a shout-out, I do believe. So talk to me a little bit about how you came to get a mentor and just your some of your philosophies, I think, on mentorship, I think would be really clear, really helpful to people because clearly you have a strong affinity for having a mentor. So I would love to hear uh, your thoughts on that. Absolutely. Um, so I met Fred when I was a GA at Vanderbilt, and he was the men's basketball SID at Florida. SID, again, is sports information director. Yeah. Um, and so he worked with Billy Donovan and the Gators, who's part of their two national championship runs. And um, he reached out to me um, while I was in the internship search. I mentioned that I was looking at Florida, and so he hired me at Florida as an intern. And um, you know, we would just have these weekly chats and he would constantly push me to just be innovative and be creative. And one of his big things is, you know, if someone says, well, this is the way we've always done it, push back. Why are we doing things the way that we always do them? We have to be at the forefront and constantly looking for new ways to engage our fans, engage our athletes, you know, make everyone accessible. Um, and so it kind of took off from there. Um, and so he's been a part of my professional life since, uh, I guess, 2010, uh, and still is. He's now an associate AD at NC State and just cre- uh, launched this amazing campaign everyone should go check out, hashtag statement. And it's uh, their new athletics campaign. It's, it's fantastic. Um, but he just kind of took me under his wing and uh, developed a really great friendship. And I can always bounce ideas off him. and. Um, because now, did you him, did you formally I, ask him to be your mentor, or did it just evolve over time? 
it, it just evolved. It was just organic. Mm-hmm. And because of him, I think that made me a better mentor too. Yes. So uh, Flor- Florida has a really great internship program um, for every department. And so he kind of gave me the opportunity to be uh, a mentor to the interns that would come in um, after I finished my internship. And so I got the chance to be kind of like an intern mom uh, to three different intern classes, so 12 interns. And um, I think that they had as much of an impact on me as I did on them. And they're all doing incredible things now, working for NFL teams and um, just, you know, really making me proud for sure. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And I think it's so important to your career as you grow to have people who are invested in your success. And then once you become, you know, more experienced, more successful to help give that back to others is incredibly rewarding. I think so. And I think that it helps my growth as much as it helps theirs. Yes. Yes. Just because they have so many ideas and, um, it was just so wonderful to see them grow throughout the year. And I think it's probably the same feeling that Fred got when I was an intern yes. for the end of the year. And so um, now I have interns here at uh, USATF as well, and I just love getting to see their growth. So. And it's not only their growth, too. It's a lot of times they're more clued in as you are in a specific space within social and in, in that world. As people, younger and younger people come up, they're into entirely new things and can bring such insight. I think it's so interesting when I see what an in, how an intern behaves um, in social media, how, what, what platforms they choose, et cetera, versus somebody who is in their late 20s or in their 30s or 40s, like all of the behavior is different based on where you kind of started using it. Absolutely. And I, it's funny you mentioned that because I think about the athletes I used to work with. And I would say that as much as I think that, you know, people in this field are social media experts, you know, people of that age kind of get it in a different way. I once had an athlete tell me that she lives for the double tap on Instagram and she just lives for like somebody <laughs> double tapping her photo. I'm serious. It's funny. Cause I, I, it actually stuck with me and I'm like, what kind of stuff do we have to put out there to where people are actually wanting that badly to see our content? Yep. Yep. And so it, even though I kind of made fun of her for it, it actually really stuck with me. Not only that, the, by age is different behavior. You know, when you're a little older, you click the like on Instagram. And when you're my daughter, who's 11, is also all about the double tap. And I think that's very mm-hmm. interesting is like the, the way you interact with technology changes so much based on your age. And I, I think that's a fascinating there's a whole other – it could be a whole other podcast. We could talk about all day on how different people <laughs> exactly. do different things. Amazing. So tell me a little bit about athletes. Um, in working with athletes on social media, obviously there have been a lot of different um, really great experiences with athletes in social media and some that are not so great. Do you support athletes having their own presence and really does that benefit the team as a whole? Do you do you like that just overall? I love athletes having their own presence on social media. I love teams having their own presence on social media. I think it's important in terms of building your brand, especially for athletes. In college, I think it can be kind of tough because, mm-hmm. you know, you are you have a lot of um, direction and you have to be careful with what you put out there. Yep. Um, and professionals, some of the same, especially if you have certain contract obligations. But I preach to our athletes, now that I work at USATF, our professionals, all the time about building your brand. Why does somebody want to sponsor you for the Olympics? Why does somebody want you to wear their logo on you? And the thing is, is it's about 
giving yourself access to you as a person, your story, and why wouldn't we want you to put that out there? Do I want you to tweet everything? No. <laughs> Do I want you to Instagram everything? Not, not even close. But what can you put out there that defines who you are in, you know, just a few characters, just a picture, really being conscious about what you put out there. But I'm, I'm all about athletes and teams having social. I, I think love it's that. important to tell stories. I love that. And I, I you know, I, I sometimes hear, you know, a lot of people who don't like that. I know a lot of people um, in the sports broadcasting space, particularly around baseball, very, very hesitant to get on, very hesitant to do any of it. And I, I love that you're championing that, um, particularly for USA Track and Field. And I, I can't wait to hear all about this move. So this move is, so you came over in November, so it's under a year that you've been there, right? Yes. Okay. And so tell us a little bit about what you do, um, other than the fact that it's totally amazing that you get to go to the Olympics and all of these great things. So tell me tell me <laughs> a little bit about, because I'm going to question you all about that too, but tell me, um, what, you know, overall what the goal of the social presence is, what your job's like. Give it to me. So when I was um, applying and going through the process of interviewing for this job, I, I took a few months and I really looked at their presence on social. Like, what is their brand voice and brand story? What are they really using it for? And I saw that it was mostly just for, you know, updates on meets and maybe putting out a few releases, but there was no real voice behind it. And so when I started, I said that I, I wanted to create a brand voice. And so I'm re- it's, it's a fine line that you ride between having fun and being silly and still also being a national governing body and yes. a sport federation. Yes. Um, but it, it's, it, truthfully to me, it's an easy um, line to ride. Um, so I started doing this in November, and what I wanted to do was have more content, visual content. Mm-hmm. So I try not to send out tweets unless I have some sort of visual content. Because at least for me, my favorite um, app that I use is TweetBot. I love TweetBot. I have tried awesome. to get everyone at work on TweetBot. Well, it's tell all favorite. the social ladies all about why you love TweetBot because I, they love practical tips like that. So, so let us know. TweetBot. Yes. TweetBot to me is the best because <laughs> out of all the Twitter apps for phones. And it's on iOS. I'm not sure if it's on Android. But okay. basically you can see all, all visual content in your feed, even if it's Instagram or YouTube. You can watch it right in the app. And then it also has an option for your feed that instead, if you want to only have um, visual content, you just hit a button and it only shows you tweets that have visual content. And so for me, when I'm looking, sometimes if I haven't been able to look at Twitter in a while, if I've been in a meeting or traveling, I'll switch over to just content and I'll only see tweets that have visual content in them. That's an awesome time saver. Yes, and it cuts right through the noise and it's right on trend because people really have fewer and little less and less time to uh, focus on on words and they're really just shifting to a much more visual based strategy. So that's right on point. That's awesome. I love Tweetbot. Yeah, so that's kind (laughs) that's that's it. My my big tip is is using visual content. Absolutely, you win the internet Um, today. I love. I love it. I love it. Tweetbot. Amanda Brooks won the internet with her Tweetbot recommendation. Good day today. Yay! Okay, so continue. Yes. So so I started making sure that most of the tweets I send out have some kind of visual content. If it doesn't have visual content, it's a call to action. So, you know, retweet this to congratulate Team USA on, you know, 63 golds at the NACAC U23 championships or, you know, something like that that 
So people constantly have to be engaged, regardless of whether I have a video or a photo or what have you. So that was really important to me. But also, it sounds so simple, but just answering our fans and making them feel special too, um, our rate of response wasn't overly high. And so Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that our fans knew that we saw what they were tweeting at us and it was important to us. And even if it was something as simple as I ordered something online at our online store and I haven't gotten it yet or, um, you know, I need to return this, how do I do this? Making sure I email that tweet the second I see it to customer service so they can take care of them, just so they know that we hear them. So I even had an email created just for social so that way people can email us whenever they need anything and it gets directed right to who it needs to get directed to. That's so great. And how do you how do you listen? You talked a little bit about listening at if people are talking about something they ordered or, or an issue they've had or anything like that. Do you do any broader based listening around the athletes or people who are talking about things but not actually directly referencing you? Do you do any any sort of wider based listening? Yes. So I it's funny. I think a lot of people at work make fun of me, but I have a huge screen on my desk. So I've mm-hmm. got my laptop and then plugged into it, I have this like, I think it's 19 inches. It's a 19 inch monitor and it's just tweet deck. And I've got columns that where I have like all of our athletes in a group and I have um, our sponsors in a group. I have agents in a group and it just in these columns and it makes it so even if they're not hashtagging something specific or they're not, you know, directly referencing something, even if it's just a subtweet, <laughs> which <laughs> I think kids these days do a lot. You bet. Um, yes. So I can kind of see what's going on and gauge the climate too. And so that's been super helpful. I have it up all the time. So people think maybe they walk by and they're like, how does she get work done with that up? Because it probably looks distracting, but I think I would be more distracted if I didn't have it. I agree. <laughs> Cause you'd constantly, constantly be thinking about it. Look it up. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. And so tell me a little bit about how you encourage fans to engage more on social. I know you have the hashtag AskUSATF. So tell us about that and your you, how you reward fans. So that's kind of like my uh, baby, I would say, AskUSATF is. Um, so I had that idea um, last year while I was going through the interview process, and we started it um, right after January 1st. So first what I did was I changed our handle which I think is super important because the old handle had an underscore in it. And it made it really difficult to, A, be able to fit a decent amount of information into a tweet, even ones with um, visual content just because of the length of the URL. So I wanted to change it so that way we could also, it would be easier for people to find us because it used to be USA track underscore field. It was just too long. I needed something different. So we changed it to at USATF. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I decided that I wanted to do this question and answer with our athletes because part of my job is making sure that they grow their brands on social as well. And so we take an hour, two hours, whatever they want, however much time they have in their training schedule. And we do a Q&A on Twitter and have our fans just tweet in any question that they've ever wanted to ask this athlete, you know, nutrition workouts, what do you love doing on the road, what's your favorite place you've traveled to, what's it like to win an Olympic gold medal, and just make them more accessible. And so I will never forget, I was at the Nike Prefontaine Classic in late May, which is in Eugene, Oregon, and I ran into a fan who I had recognized their handle, 
and they tweeted us constantly for Ask USATF, and David Oliver walked by, and she said, because of his Ask USATF, I feel like he's my friend. Oh, I love that. What a legacy for you. great. Like, that's the point, is to make them accessible. Olympic athletes, Olympic medalists, elite professional track and field athletes, accessible to everyone. Okay, so where So I started that kind of, like, hoping that it would take off, and um, it's, it's done so well. It's kind of tough to do out of season just because athletes are kind of all over the place. So yep. I never have to do it with the athletes sitting next to me. They text me their answers and I never change anything, even if they have misspellings because that's authentically their voice. Oh, that's really cool. And so I'm kind of just the vehicle for them doing the Q and a, it helps them get followers, helps them grow their brand. So it's been really great so far. I love that. I really, really love that. I think that's great. So you've been to, okay, you mentioned Eugene, Oregon. Where have you traveled and how much of your job, what percentage of your time is spent traveling? Oh, man. I don't know if I could do a percentage. Most. (laughs) Most, most. You're on the road. Um, So this is an off year for us. So what that means is we don't have a major outdoor world championship or Olympics. Right. And so for us, this is quote unquote an off year, but it's been a pretty busy off year just because We've signed a lot of new sponsors. We've re-upped on previous deals, so that's taken up a lot of time. And then we also had the World Indoor Championships, so I got to go to um, Sopot, Poland for 10 days. Wow. Um, yeah, we did the World Relay Championships in, the, in Nassau, Bahamas. That was so much fun. I'm sure. So much fun because, you know, when we travel, it's kind of difficult to – feel like you can take a break because it's just go, go, go the second you land. And so it was a good reminder for me in terms of like unplugging and recharging that answering emails on the beach is the same thing as answering emails in my hotel room. Right. So that was, that was a good reminder for me. But um, yeah, so I've gone to both of those. Um, I go to Eugene a lot. I went six times in the last year. Wow. I basically should buy something somewhere. <laughs> or, <laughs> well, Oregon, or house, Oregon is one of my favorite places, definitely. It's definitely a great place. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Beautiful. But um, I would say in terms of my travel and percentage, from January to July, I'm on the road almost every single weekend. Uh, and then for our national championships, we always go about a week ahead of time. So over the last four months, I've been home maybe... 10, 11 days. <laughs> so that takes so, a lot of commitment. That takes a lot of commitment and love for your job. How, how, do you, how do you stay, like, refreshed and in the zone for it? Is it just that you have a tremendous passion for it, or are there things you need to do to recharge? I have a huge passion for my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to credit my parents on giving me a really great work ethic. Yes. I've just always been out there to have a strong drive and determination to get stuff done. And I'm really passionate about our sport. I'm really passionate about our athletes and their stories. And, you know, I get to document history. You can't really complain about that, you know? You bet. Uh, So I think uh, that keeps me motivated and keeps me refreshed. I would say that I'm probably a bit of a workaholic. Yes, a little bit. I have some problems shutting shutting down and refreshing and stepping away. But yeah. I have really great coworkers that kind of uh, force me to do that occasionally. <laughs> so. that's, that's really incredible. And so tell me about which platforms uh, you use for USATF. So do you use, you use Facebook, Twitter? 
Yes. So on U- for USATF, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We also have a presence on Pinterest for our merchandise. Okay. Um, which, truthfully, I would like to utilize a lot more. Mm-hmm. But Pinterest is not anything that we used in my previous jobs. And so I'm kind of doing six months of research, really, where I'm just taking a look at how do brands use Pinterest and how can we best use it for our purposes. So I'm not really comfortable jumping out into Pinterest just yet. I I like to see trends, what kind of, even what kind of photos work, what kind of graphics work. Right. So we can kind of, I don't, I don't like doing anything halfway. Yep. And so for me, it's it's all or nothing. So I want to make sure that we do it right. So we use um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I use them for different things too. So my whole philosophy is I don't want to post the exact same content on every platform because I want people to feel like they would be missing out if they didn't follow us on all three. You want the content to be exclusive to the network. Exactly. So there are times where we'll post information on more than one platform, but I'll use a different photo for each or I'll use a different um, bit.ly for each just to kind of gauge what are people using more And also, what is really speaking to our fans at that time? And so for me, I've noticed that Facebook is really more of an official medium. So that's where I'll post releases, gamers from different meets, uh, just more of an official capacity. Uh, Twitter is the live, up-to-date, you know, uh, breaking news, and also uh, where Ask USATF lives. And then Instagram for me is more behind the scenes. Yep. And so it's those fun videos uh, of our athletes just having a blast on the road because I think our athletes have more fun than any others probably. I love it. <laughs> just I based love on it. all the photos that they post and what they let us post of them, they, they have a really great time doing what they do. And I, I love being able to show that. That's so awesome. And how do you, when you're looking at that, um, how do you show, first of all, you have to come up with a lot, it sounds like a lot of unique content, right? Because you're having different, by, by medium, you're having a different different post. How do you do that? How do you structure for that? Is it just you? Is it several people? Like, how does that work? Well, I say that I am an army of one in that I'm the one person that's the manager and I post and I have the strategy, but I rely on my staff because I can't be everywhere. Right. And so it's, it's really a collaborative effort. And so, you know, we have someone, Aretha Thurmond is our associate director of international team. She's a four-time Olympian and she is always on the road. She is the coolest person ever also, Uh, but she's always on the road with our teams. So even if I'm not with a team USA, she probably is. And so she'll send me content. I rely so much on my coworkers to send me content because it's the only way our feeds survive and thrive is by that. I can't do all of it. Yeah, it has to be. And so when we go to an event, I have people just send me photos and info videos, whatever, all the time, and then I just choose when I post what. And I spread it out, and then I also have a wide variety of different angles and different viewpoints, lenses, opinions, and that way it kind of gives a broad overview of every event we have. And so you're collecting all of this content and you're distributing it out. It sounds like you're getting a ton of stuff. What would you say is the biggest challenge that you have um, for USATF on social media? 
I would say it's probably that same thing of relying on so many people Mm -hmm. because our accounts are now my voice. And I realize that fully. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's my it's my voice, and so it's tough because what I get, I kind of have to transfer into my voice. Or um, if a video isn't of a quality, or a photo isn't of a quality that I myself would post, I'm probably not going to post it. Mm. Just because I feel like I think there's a difference between quality of content versus quantity of content. And so for me, I err on the side of quality. Just because I don't want to bombard our fans to the point where they don't feel like they're getting something special out of following us. And so my own personal philosophy is I I want everything to be of a great quality so that way we're really giving our fans a number one experience because we're the world's number one team. Awesome. Now, Amanda, I would imagine if you were Instagramming your own life, you would look like the biggest rock star in the whole world and everyone in the world would want to be with you. You're traveling with this amazing team. You're going to all these different places. You're having this incredible life. Tell me about how you use social personally and how that are you do you think because you work in the space, do you think more about what you post or do you just post freely or what do you tell me about your philosophy around that? Well, first of all, thank you so much for saying that. That's probably the nicest description. Oh, anyone's it's taken. true. It's who wouldn't want? I mean, I'm just picturing behind um, the scenes would, with the athletes, I gorgeous locations. That, um, yeah, I don't know if I would say that I'm a rock star. Um, I would say that I have a really wonderful opportunity to be something, a part of a very small part of something very, very special. And so because of that, I'm more of like, behind the scenes, stay out of the spotlight kind of girl. Yep. And so if you go to my Instagram feed, it's you're probably going to find um, pictures of my travels, but also um, pictures of my cat. Oh, um, love cats. I have a really sweet cat named Garko, who's named after my favorite uh, Cleveland Indians baseball player from the 2000s. So cute. And um, I love riding my bike, so I'll have pictures from that or pictures from my runs. Um but I find that I'm actually less active on my personal accounts mm-hmm. now that I do social media more full-time than I have previously. Yes. Do you know why? It's kind of exhausting when you're just plugged in yeah. all the time. Is that why you think you think like you need to just unplug? Because I, th- I find that for A little myself, bit, too. yeah. And I find that I lend my own voice so much to the USATF accounts, too, that it's not like I don't have voice left for my own, but I'm... I'm content and satisfied in what I'm posting. Uh, And so I would say that's probably why, but I love social media and I, I love Instagram. I love Twitter. I'm not so much about Facebook Um, for my personal life. I just, it doesn't really provide me. I love pictures and videos and I just feel like it's much easier to do with uh, Twitter and Instagram than Facebook. Um, Clearly now that Tweetbot is in the house. (laughs) I love it. Yes, That's unbelievable. Tweetbot, seriously, Tweetbot is the best. <laughs> the best. I cannot say it enough. I'm telling you, I'm going to get on Tweetbot immediately. I don't know that I even have that one on my phone right now, and clearly I need it. It's amazing. Well, not only does it have that amazing feed feature, but it also makes sounds, like different sounds when you retweet or favorite or anything. And I have to actually give a shout out to my friend, John Rubin from Florida. He's the one who introduced me to Tweetbot and was like, oh, it's it's awesome. You'll get like hooked. And I've been hooked ever since I downloaded it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay. Last question for you. 
Let's say, so as I told you, you're living in a life that I think many young women who are entering into this space would envy. I mean, you've done a lot of incredible things. Let's say somebody is growing up, they're coming out of school, and they want to be you. What advice do you have for that young person? Oh, wow. Um, Well, I would say that if they want to be me, (laughs) I would say walk in. If you are just getting out of school, or even if you're just finishing high school, going into college and wanting to work as a female in sports, I would say first that you have to go to either an athletic department or if you're already out of school, go to a pro sports team and just say that you're interested in volunteering because that's how I started. Uh, but you just have to be confident and you can't be afraid to be innovative or creative. I would say that probably my biggest weakness is uh, fear of failure. And just because I always want things to do well because I give all of myself to everything that I do. And so I think if women are fearless and are passionate, then that's really all you need to be successful in this world. Whether it's sports, social media, doing social media for sports, period. Fearless, confident, passionate. I love it. Amazing. I'm telling you, Amanda, you won the internet today. You did a really, really great job. (laughs) I don't know about that. Thank you so much for being on the show. You were a total pleasure. And I want everyone to follow the USATF. And tell me where everyone should follow you as well. Give us some shout outs of how we can connect with you. Okay, so you can find my personal Twitter. It's at BrooksAD, so my last name, and then my first and middle initials, and that is my Instagram as well. So, And then they're both public, so feel free to follow along. And um, I, I can't lie, my life is pretty fun and pretty awesome. I get to go to some really neat places, and the next two years are going to be a blast leading up to Rio, so I'm really excited. Awesome. I'm so excited for you. And Amanda, I look forward to watching the next two years of your life and being like, wow, I really want to be on the, on that road trip right now because it sounds pretty incredible. And, and congrats to you on your dedication. It takes a tremendous amount of dedication and, and hard work. And I think it's it's just awesome to watch. Very inspiring. Thank you so much. And make sure everybody follows USA Track and Field on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. We're at USATF on Twitter and Instagram. And then you just look up USA Track and Field on Facebook. I love it. And I love those shiny new handles. No underscores for you, girl. I love it. No underscores No underscores. Down with underscores. I love it. All right. Thanks for being (laughs) on. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin. CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kirpin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com.